Hi, I'm David Kaplan, and you're listening to the Sports Talk Live podcast. Enjoy the show. It's a Chevy power play. Now get over $8,600 total savings on a 2018 Chevy Silverado 1500 Crew Cab LT, plus an additional $2,500 in competitive owner cash. Go to ChevyDriveChicago.com for details and score. Our Wednesday baseball doubleheader continues at the top of the hour as the Cubs go for a three-game sweep by the Three Rivers as Kyle Hendricks takes the bump. Cubs and Pirates at 6 o'clock. Lennon J.D. have the call for you on NBC Sports Chicago. Meanwhile, the White Sox, they could not avoid being swept in Cleveland. But help is on the way. Carlos Rodon pitches well in his recent rehab start. Who should he replace in that Southsiders rotation? Well, the NBA braces for a fourth consecutive Warriors-Cavaliers finals have an even juicier headline today. According to a report, 76ers president of basketball ops, Brian Colangelo, used several burner Twitter accounts to criticize his players. I don't think they trust this process in Philly. Let's go. Hi there, welcome to Sports Talk Live presented by the Chevy Silverado. I am Pat Boyle in for David Kaplan. Let's meet the panel for today's show from the Sun-Times. He's all over the Bears. He is Adam Johns. Tribune columnist David Haw is here and also from the Sun-Times. Veteran scribe, columnist, and you're going to find out something maybe you didn't know about Rick Tallender later in the show. That's a good tease. I think so. You know what else is a tease? Uh, we're going to find out about David Kaplan's rim-to-rim excursion in the Grand Canyon. That's in our next segment. Are you betting he made it or not? I am betting he made it, but yeah. barely. You'll have to stick around to find stick out. Stick around after the break. <laughs> Let's start with uh, Cap's team, the Cubs. They received the MRI results for you, Darvish's right arm today. No structural damage. He does have right triceps inflammation. He should begin a throwing program by the weekend or maybe early next week. Mike Montgomery is expected to make his second straight start in Hughes' absence. Now, do you believe, from what we've heard now, that Hughes' issues are mostly physical, or are you thinking possibly that they might be more mental? Well, I, I think that this case is an isolated case from before. I, I don't know that the, he, these issues were created because of this. It seemed like a new thing. I think it's both. I think before you had reason to doubt him, you know, his mental approach or his makeup, the Cubs basically put him out there. They put him on the disabled list for the flu. Okay, when you do that with a pitcher with a reputation, you're inviting the kind of reaction that they, he received. This one's a lot more serious. An arm issue is much more serious than a head case. Yeah. This one, big sigh of relief that it's not any worse than uh, they thought. Or well, they can call it triceps or deltoid or whatever, but you know, it's all part of the motion. And this guy has so much stuff. Uh, I think he's teasing us in, in a way, and maybe that's going to be his career. You know, our good buddy Rick Morris, he said the other day, his career is just up and down, but now he's 31 and maybe the downs are going to last longer. Yeah, I'm starting to wonder what's gonna come next. He had the, the U flu and yes, maybe it's another convenient excuse to have minor triceps inflammation. I, I see these things as, as some pitchers work through it. You maybe get an extra massage or something and make sure they don't Not miss. an MRI? Yeah, 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 yeah right? Yeah. yeah. So you wonder what's next with, with you, <laughs> You do. You do wonder what's next. And it's, it's almost June. By June, you did not want to be asking what's next. You wanted to have some sort of yeah. return on your investment, especially, let's face it, it doesn't help matters when Jake Arrieta yeah. is mowing the hitters <laughs> down for the it. Phillies. And they're a surprise team. 
But you don't wonder about his mental makeup. You know he was going to do that in a way because he, that's the way he's mentally built. And now we're starting to question how you Darvish is mentally built with you the know, big contract here in Chicago. You know what I wonder about him too? He's from Japan. He doesn't speak English very well. I just wonder what it's like being in a new culture. You know, I mean, he it's looks. Been here a while, though. I, I, I don't. I know. Wanna, I don't want uh, to. If you're in Japan, maybe rate that, Rick. And I want to be respectful. But look, he has been in this country a long yeah. time. He is a superstar. Yeah. And I have heard him, seen him speak English better than he has been willing to Sometimes try Sometimes when you Chicago. want to talk to him, he won't. I mean, he has interpreters <laughs> Sometimes, at times. Yeah. Most times. Yeah, I've so. seen some European hockey players forget how to speak yeah, English. Yeah, that's amazing. Times are tough, right? Of course, Sammy Sosa Sammy Sosa, Sosa has. forgot, Sammy too. Sosa. So, yeah. Yeah. so uh, you know, there's, there's a lot of guys in that team photo. Darvish is not the uh, only one on the disabled list. Reliever C.J. Edwards had an MRI this morning. It showed right shoulder inflammation. He was placed in the 10-day DL. Righty Corey Mazzoni was called up in Edwards' place. You know, Cubs pen has been one of their more consistent components to this team so far this year. Uh, the depth will be tested here over the next It'll be uh, tested. week you or could, so. You could even have the debate whether or not. I mean, relatively speaking, Carl Edwards Jr. has meant more to this team through two months than Hugh Darvish has. So his mm-hmm. injury will be felt a little bit more if he's lost for an extended period of time. I think Darvish over the long run means more to this team. But the bullpen has been so good that, Edward, you can't afford an extended absence. Yeah, if you can get it all going, that's how you win. When the Cubs won in 2016, it was, it was like a miracle. Every single player no, was back. It wasn't for, like a miracle. Everybody. It was a miracle. I, okay, yeah, so well, you're right. 108 years, I can relax. But, you know, even um, whoever was injured briefly earlier in the season, they were back. You know, and it's like if you have your bullpen together, your starting pitchers yeah. together, and you don't have any injuries, like, you know, Kyle Schwarber even came back miraculously from that knee injury. Well, if this is going to be up and down the same way, the bullpen doing well and then starting pitching not so good, and then starting pitching starts to go well, and the bullpen guys get hurt, that's what you worry about. Anthony Rizzo's aggressive slide has been a topic since Memorial Day. Uh, eventually, MLB said it should have been interference. Meanwhile, Rizzo, he continues to rake at the plate. Another couple hits last night, including a homer. He's batting 300 for the month of May. Is Rizzo back? I think so. I think this has been an extended period of time. It follows a pattern. He's earned the benefit of the doubt. And he's one of these guys that thrives on the kind of attention he has created with this controversy, with him chirping uh, with the Pirates, with things that happen on the field. He's a vocal leader. And he backs it up. And I think you're starting to see a comfort zone. For whatever reason, he's finding his groove. Yeah. I mean, listen, he's a superstar. And I just wonder if because his confidence is back, that's part of the reason why he slid into the catcher. You know, you slide into a catcher and you get mad. The catcher's mad at you. Well, when you come to bat each time, he's right behind you. And sometimes you've seen a guy just before pitches throw get up and go after You think if he, if he was hitting 180, he doesn't slide into the catcher? I wonder. You know, I, I don't know, Rick. It's a, well, I don't it's a dangerous just, slide both it, it ways. Was, yeah. And, you know, that slide, I've seen it a million times. I still don't know what to think about it. Um, you didn't, what if the catcher had his, uh, you know, his ankle broken really badly? It would be a terrible slide. As it is, it looked like a good slide. It didn't look me. like a good slide to me. It wasn't, it, was a, it wasn't a good slide. Well, what is, what is the rule? The catcher, if you see, he's off the line. That he's not to deviate the the path path from, from the path. Okay. He and deviated, path. deviated yeah, yeah, quite yeah, a bit. Yeah. He went Why did the ump call it then? On the spot. Ump was out to lunch. Maybe because it was Anthony Rizzo. I they don't even know. reviewed it and said yeah. it was fine. Look, I think it was an old school play and a new school baseball world that we're living in here. They need to redefine the rule. But at the end of the day, they're trying to protect the catcher. And as Rick said, 
that could have ended up in an injury. It's, if that's Wilson Contreras, ooh. we're having a completely different dialogue and on this Joe show. Joe Madden has an entirely yes, different, different tone. tone. No question. <laughs> He's about not it. saying that the rules don't matter. It's a bad rule. He's saying my catcher's hurt. Look at that man. His his uh, right slide. ankle could have just snapped. It's, it's a dirty slide. Remember Buster Posey ooh. that terrible injury? I mean, I I was never a fan of collisions at the plate. You know, taking out the catcher. I'm glad they got rid of it. It's hard. It's an old school rule, and it's very hard to. Uh, Russo new... doesn't have a dirty reputation, but it's no. clear to me that the the target point there was the leg. He's not a dirty play or player, but that wasn't a clean play. No, somewhere not, not in between. Whatsoever. Uh, coming up at the top of the hour, we'll have uh, the Cubs and the Buccos from Pittsburgh. White Sox, they fell to the Indians today, 9-1. to Ronaldo Lopez, he was coming off two great starts, but he struggled big time today. Did not get out of that third inning, gave up seven earned on eight hits. You know, we know at the stage of this rebuild that the, the White Sox are in, it's trying to figure out who's a part of this team for the long haul. So where do you stand with, with Lopez right now? Well, he's got to be a guy who projects at the top of your rotation, which is why outings like this concern you a lot more than the sort of average to mediocre or, or below average outings of Lucas Giolito. Ronaldo Lopez has to project as a number two or a number three because that's the way things have begun to fall into place. The fear is, is that in Chicago, we tend to get a little ahead of ourselves. And so has the Sun. No. <laughs> no. Okay. Really? Yeah. So, as the Sox sort of just begin this rebuild. Ahead we, of the Sox, that's interesting. We've already sort of anointed Lopez as the guy who's going to be at the top. Well, he's going to have struggles like this. You wonder what, what it all is going to mean. Here's the thing about these Adam's rebuilds. A Sox I mean, fan. I am not a Sox fan. <laughs> you know they're going to miss on some of these guys. It doesn't matter right. how they acquire them. I, I think the, the Cubs, what was their like, hit rate? And adding that championship well, team, like just 90%. Look at their hit rate. Yeah, yeah. Just right look now, at their hit rate they, currently, yes, right? It's still, I mean, Jason Hayward, course, it, doesn't, you know, it doesn't look great. You Darvish, question mark. Free agent hit rate is yeah. not as good as their But they still got the title a couple years ago. And, yeah. and that's really the, the, all that matters, right. race and history. But, you know, what, what's the White Sox track record in this? I mean, who has really emerged? Well, you don't want to look at the recent draft picks as, as a – for confidence because they've really struggled in that yeah. regard. You know, I mean, when you're rebuilding, and we got to thank the Cubs or unthank the Cubs for having made this kind of tanking thing show that it works. And we saw it with the Astros. And so all you watch with the White Sox, I mean, they lose 9-1, to one, and that's kind of irrelevant because they they have close to the worst record in baseball. It is. Not the, oh, yeah, it they're is. the worst team in baseball. Okay, the worst team. So you're not looking at anything rationally here. You're looking at individuals, and then you're thinking about, is there any chemistry? Because, you know, you can destroy guys on a team just as constant losing. They may be young, and it kind of affects you after a while. Yeah, but most of the guys that are currently on the south side are not going to be a part of the major yeah. plan here. It's about it's about finding the you guys. Like one or two. Yeah. yeah, one That's, or two. The, yeah. Uh, one of those guys is Carlos Rodon. He's yeah. close to returning to the Sox rotation. He may have one more rehab start to go through. When he is recalled, who gets bounced? Does Hector Santiago go back to the pen? And we know how Lucas Giolito has struggled. It's probably too soon to send him down because you don't want to disturb his confidence, but... It's something maybe they're mulling over. I think Giolito is, is on a short leash. He's probably on a on a month-to-month lease if he were, if were talking about long-term, short-term. I, I think Santiago makes the most sense because he's the most versatile. He's a veteran. Rodon has got to be in that rotation. He's projected yep. long-term. You have a lot of patience with Giolito because they aren't playing for anything. So you can afford to have you know, hiccups along the way. Three starts ago, Giolito started to look like, okay, maybe he's going to get it. Right. Then he struggled. Yeah. Now it's like have some patience with him. Up and down, 
up and down seems to be it. And, and when we watch the White Sox, we have to watch with a whole different mindset. You know, just think how the Indians feel. You they just they them. just made them healthy. And the Indians are in a, you know, major hunt here. So Cleveland still has that chip on their shoulder from losing to the Cubs in the seventh inning. Or, I mean, excuse me, in the seventh game, extra innings, 2016. Time for our first break here on Sports Talk Live while we wait for yet another Cavs-Warriors NBA Finals. The league gave us some news to keep our interest for a little while. A report says that Sixers president of basketball ops had not one but five burner Twitter accounts in which he criticized his own players and released sensitive team info. But it's too crazy to be true. And good news for the Bears today. Allen Robinson was on the field at OTAs. How long will it take for he and Mitch Trubisky to get on the same page? We'll talk to the boys and what they saw at Hallis Hall. Crank up the heat and turn on STL on NBC Sports Chicago. Host David Kaplan brings his no-nonsense opinion to the table in a half hour on the topics that are trending with our teams. We got the most mismanaged basketball team in the history of the world. Which franchise made the gutsiest draft day move? I think Pac wanted to do this and he finally got his way. Sports Talk Live, presented by the Chevy Silverado. Weeknights at 6 on NBC Sports Chicago. The W flag is flying tonight in the Grand Canyon. Great news as the Catman and his lovely wife Mindy, they uh, survived their rim-to-rim excursion in the Grand Canyon. Cap said it's one of the toughest things he's ever done in his life, but he's okay, and so congrats to Cap. And Mindy. Which one is he? <laughs> he's the one with uh, on Twitter there on the on the left side of the yeah, screen. He's the one tweeting. He's out covering there. up that dome. I see Cap as having like rattlesnake bites and you know cactus thorns in him and stuff. We thought he was gonna have to be airlifted out of there. To be honest, <laughs> that that was the wager that most of us in, had in, in the newsroom. In, in two he, weeks it'll be he was living off the land for you know, three days. Eating peyote. Almost eaten you know, by a coyote. Yeah. I, I see him going crazy and doing the Iron Man next. I, uh, just, I don't. No, I don't. I don't. He's, okay. uh, no, he won't be doing that. But okay. we'll see what happens. Now, that, we kept is somewhat crazy. The story that broke last night is insane here. The Ringer did an investigative report that suggests Sixers president of basketball operations, Brian Colangelo, used several burner Twitter accounts <laughs> to support his work with the 76ers while taking shots at some of his players like Joel Embiid and Markel Fultz. Uh, Embiid told Adrian Wojnarowski that Colangelo called him to, not, to deny the tweets were from him. Sixers are doing an independent investigation into the matter. So many layers to this story. The allegations are true, David. Uh, he's done. Yeah. The, oh, yeah. Breach of trust. You can't have a guy like that running your operation. It's bizarre. It's impeccably reported. It's one of the strangest stories of the year. This is a guy who's highly accomplished, two-time NBA executive of the year, 52 years old. No reason to go on social media to air whatever grievances he has. If you want to do it to, to monitor your image or whatever, we know guys who probably have done that mm-hmm. in this town, executives, whoever. But I think this, this tops all He was but, defending yeah. his shirt colors. <laughs> his collar. Only it's Cap a, does that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> in his burner account, right? <laughs> Cap man So what's a burner whatever. account? burner account is like, Come on, Rick. Don't uh, try. Okay. I'm sure. not a terrorist. Rick, I don't know this Rick, stuff. What's a burner account? <laughs> no. It's a it's a fake account. Okay. So you but you can trace it back, right? Well, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. you go to a drugstore and buy it just like obviously. Seriously, if you bring attention to yourself in some yeah. way where so, an so it's just tip. not him is my question. Well, it it we don't know that beyond a shadow of a doubt. 
but the the clues indicate that it'd be very difficult for it not to be him at this point. It, it, when you try to put your arms around it, if it RFT is true. RFT Timesman, isn't that yours? What? RFT, what, yeah. that's your, your Twitter yeah. account? Yeah, something like that. What's your other one? Big Rick. The, my burner one, you mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yo, that, that's his Donald Trump. <laughs> <laughs> the real. Honest to God, Donald Trump. That's my, yeah. Roseanne uh, Barr. Why the heck, if, again, these <laughs> allegations are true, why would... Colangelo do something like is he so insecure oh, the ego I mean, how about yeah. this about the support that Rick's Sam Rick's got Hinkie a good theory has. Rick's yeah, got a good how about theory this? now you know this happens coincidentally at the same time Roseanne Barr did her thing right. and she's blaming it on Ambien that was Ambien now, Ambien yeah. came yeah. back and said Ambien does one of the side effects is not to make you into a racist but people, people tweet things and they're drunk you know this is and true. you think yeah. oh my god I can't reel it back in Okay, one of the first things I said to myself when I got my Twitter account, David, many years ago, you were a veteran tweeter, tutor, whatever. I said, Rick, you will not tweet after drinking. You will not. Oh, so those are when you're sober? <laughs> yes. You should see the ones if I were drunk. Okay. Oh, my yeah, God. Exactly. But, but I think, though, he'd almost have to be sober, Rick, to have five accounts and keep track of everything. What's the point of what he said? The what, point what of what he said is that point? it's cathartic. Done like he probably feels, you know, catharsis. Venting, I've got to get this out. You know, I've got to let somebody know wow. that Jal J Jalil Okafor is a bum. And he shares that idea. And that's really unfair. Yeah. But nobody can trace it back. I don't to think him. he liked the jealousy that, that the, the Hinky supporters yeah. uh, still had in well, that town. Come on, Pat. You've been around enough sports executives. What's the one thing that bothers them as much as anything is if they either get too much blame right. or, too much, or somebody else gets the credit sure. that they deserve. Mm -hmm. This is that on steroids, I mean, or Ambien. But I think that when you see, <laughs> when you see guys do this, it's, it's not as hard to understand as it is to No, prove. it's not. No, at all. it's the new school approach. The old school is I'm going to, oh, change this. We're going to make a pivot in my organization, and I'm going to call David Ha, and off the record, I'm going to tell you about Absolutely. it. Absolutely. And then you Absolutely. may or may not write a column. They pull you into the meeting rooms and give there you a you big scolding. That's as that former could, executives and coaches used to. Speaking of Hallis Hall, OTAs continue today. Uh, great to see Allen Robinson back on the field. Adam, what are they saying about the timeline for his full participation? Oh, I, I think uh, training camp is, is definitely or has been the, the target date for him for, for some time. I think it's a, a great positive that he was out there running around, putting the helmet on. Uh, that seems to be the big stepping stone for a lot of these players. You see guys like Kyle Long out there. If you have a helmet on, you're practicing more, and it's a positive sign. So, yeah, we'll see how his chemistry with Trubisky takes off. Who catches an NFL Pass first in 2018, Cam Meredith or Allen Robinson? Ooh. That's a good question. I, I would say Allen Robinson because I think Cam Meredith is like the third or fourth option there. Allen Robinson's supposed to be your first or, or second. But you year. expect both of them to be on the field week one. Yeah, apparently yeah. Cam yeah. Meredith is out and working out down there doing a full, not full goal, but, but he's out. He's out yeah. there. He's, he's participating in practice in New Orleans. Dare we ask how Mitch Trubisky is looking? Good. Not Good. today. Yeah, I, yeah. yeah. He, he had, had a couple more. ducks today, Adam. Yeah, right? He, he went I mean, deep for. It seemed day. to be a kind of effort so. to, to go to go deep every single play. Right. Today. I don't know how much. That was the point to... of emphasis. Yes. Yes. And they were going yeah. deep, and he was going deeper. That's right? something they yes. didn't do last year. Yeah. So yeah. I like. I like okay. to hear that. I like. <laughs> it's to hear May thirty. It was not a play in their playbook last year, but I keep telling everybody who asks this offense and the moving pieces, the formation. It's going to be. 
vastly different from last year, but completely different from what you've ever seen here in Chicago before. It's been an interesting offseason for Jordan Howard for a lot of different reasons. You guys spoke to him today. Uh, what was your takeaway from that conversation? It was, uh, well, he could be kind of hit, hit or miss with, with the media. It could be, I don't want to say nasty, but it could be confrontational. It was not that today. He was smiling a lot. It was vastly different than our interaction with, with Kevin White yeah. last week where it was abrupt. I had a good experience. Yes. I'm writing about him tomorrow's Tribune. Thanks for asking. I think he was really pretty good today. I was impressed. I didn't expect much and he he was much better than I thought what do you expect from Brandon Marshall when he puts on the Seattle Seahawks <laughs> I can't wait for that conference that, that, call. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, very surprised I didn't think he had anything left I think though if there's a coach you can make a list of three coaches who could handle Brandon Marshall the stage of his career Pete Carroll would be at the top of the list could be uh, it might be interesting because he is a great receiver when he's not just doing something crazy. To me, the big issue is how his teammates accept him because yes. he can yeah. he can blow up in a creepy way that locker and, and room. And they said goodbye to some pretty – Marshawn Lynch, Marta, or Michael Bennett, some of these big personality yep. guys are out of that locker room right now. They're the like the new in. Raiders, like the Raiders used to be. Time for one last time out. Don't forget, Cubs going for the sweep in Pittsburgh tonight. You can see the game right here on NBC Sports Chicago. Lennon J.D. have the call at the top of the hour. Back with the Renaissance man, Rick Tellender, next. Crank up the heat and turn on STL on NBC Sports Chicago. Host David Kaplan brings his no-nonsense opinion to the table in a half hour on the topics that are trending with our teams. We got the most mismanaged basketball team no, no. in the history of the no. world. Which franchise made the gutsiest Draft day move. I think Pac wanted to do this and he finally got his way. Sports Talk Live, presented by the Chevy Silverado. Weeknights at 6 on NBC Sports Chicago. All right, we knew Rick Talner was a fantastic columnist, uh -huh. an author, former football player. Who knew he was an artist? You know who that is right there? Who? That is Brewster. Oh, that first one is Brewster, Rick Morrissey's dog. Rick Morrissey's now, dog. Now, this is a painting here called the Strat. All the, everybody ever played a Stratocaster. And your favorite person, David Kaplan, says he wants to buy it. Now, what does he do when he's supposed to be here? He goes to the Grand he's Canyon. Calm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's a typical cap move. He said, so, though, he wants you to paint him in new, in, as a nude. <laughs> so I don't know if you're up for that yet. Like that George Costanza piece. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no. Too, too much flesh. Yeah. <laughs> That's one of those things you know it when you see it. It's not, yeah. not good. But, but how did this all you know, I, I painted my whole life, and uh, I finally found a couple of real mentors who were, I mean, great artists, Tony Fitzpatrick and Mark McMahon, and they, I've watched them in their studios, and I started painting again probably, I mean, you know, I was painting in college, and then I just continued on, and finally, this one guy, Tony Fitzpatrick, God bless him, he's got a studio and a gallery, having my first showing on Friday night. That's great. Friday, That's it's great. Adventureland Gallery, 1513 Northwestern, from 7 to 10, and we hear there's free beer. How about that? All well, from 7 to 10, you can get there to the Free beer. That's I mean, a, free. That's okay. a big time media move. That's how you get media to come <laughs> yeah, in. Well, <laughs> yeah, well, he knows that. I know right? that. He knows that. Well, well cool. Tony's got to deal with a, with yeah. a beer distributor. I mean, like, are you kidding me? Come, just even, and maybe you get drunk and buy a painting. Quickly around the horn. The Capitals even up the Stanley they Cup do. final tonight. Ovechkin strikes. Yep, Ovechkin. great eight. Yes, definitely. Caps win. Uh, yes, after yes. they have to. Yes. Yeah. That is a wrap for Sports Talk Live presented by the Chevy Silverado. Cubs and Pirates are next right here on NBC Sports Chicago. If you want to see game two of the Stanley Cup final, 7 o'clock on NBCSN. Enjoy the baseball game, everybody.